Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Killer, Liverpool One. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another episode from A View from the Bullens. And it's pre-match Chelsea. The Premier League is back. Everton are back. Goodison Park is waiting. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Lee McLean. Lee, how are you today? I'm all right, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. Everton played Chelsea half-five <laughs> kickoff. What are your thoughts going into the game after an up-and-down pre-season for Everton? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I said it on my little article this week, Ben. It's been 76 days, I think it is now, since the Palace game. I can't believe it's been that long, two and a half months. don't know about you. Uh, that's just flown over. I think we were all ready for the break. We welcomed the break after everything that went on. Um, but now it's now it's it's Friday. Oh, well, it's Friday tomorrow. It's uh, game day eve. You know, it, it's it's like Christmas Eve all over again. And as much as you try and tell yourself you're not ready for Everton to come back, I think I'm more than ready. 
And uh, when it comes to, even though I'm probably going to have a hangover along with a few of us, including yourself, probably after the event tomorrow night, um, I, I'll be itching to get back in that ground. It's the same every year. It's been the same now for nearly 30 years going uh, as a season ticket holder. It'll be one of them. I'll, I'll just be itching to get to the ground. All my little pre-match rituals and all of that. Um, and all the sorts of negative feelings or anything like that that might be hanging around in the back of your head, they just disappear. And you just want to get back in and amongst it, back among, sat next to the people that you've been next to for years in your seats and catching up with them on how they've got on over the summer and all of that. And you're going into a season not, not really knowing what to expect um, because football is a mad old game. And there's been seasons where we've got into it really, really optimistic for whatever reason and it hasn't turned out that way, especially recently. And then there's been other seasons that you can think back to in the past where you've gone into it with really, really low expectations. And that's probably, especially as we stand right now at this second, it's probably describes where we are now. And you've been pleasantly surprised. So you just you just never know, do you? What about you? How are you feeling? I'm nervous. Obviously, it's been a shortened summer this summer. Obviously, I think it was only 11 weeks from that Arsenal game uh, away and... It's just gonna be. It's been a long summer. It's been quick, and we're back again. But like you say, Goodison Park so special to Evertonians. There's obviously a lot of work going on in the background to obviously enhance the atmosphere again. Because let's get it right. The back end of last season, considering how bad we were, it was arguably the best ever atmosphere I've ever felt at Goodison Park. The ground was live, absolutely shaking with electricity. We've lost Richarlison. It's one of them. We've moved on. We've brought in some solid signings. I think James Tarkowski, like, like we've touched upon in, in our WhatsApps, Lee, he's a captain, leader, legend for me. He's going to be a really good, solid player, motivates the team, plays out from the back, really good aerially, and he's a dominant force in the back, so I'm really excited to see him perform. Dwight McNeil, another brilliant, for me, uh, acquisition that we've brought in from the club obviously creates chances. Had a bit of a poor season last year, but we've seen against Dynamo Kiev in pre-season. He has got that extra bit of burst to actually beat a man, dribble past these players and create these chances. I, I, Chelsea at home is always going to be tough. I don't think they've won at Goodison Park for six or seven years now. I think it dates back to the 2015 or something. We've won the last four, Ben. We've been yeah. the last four. Exactly. So it, it, it's a, it's a a fixture that we predominantly do quite well in, which for me would set a, a, a lot of positivity amongst the dressing room. It's all going to be extremely Keo Lampard sets up. Obviously, Chelsea have had a bit of a, a topsy-turvy pre-season. Two shells moaned a bit about their transfer activity under their new owner. So they've had a bit of an up-and-down summer as well. But what do you expect Lampard to attack this game with Lee? Do you think he's going to remain with three at the back? Yeah. I do. I think um, things may change depending on who we get in um, in the coming days and weeks or whatever. But given the fact that what we saw against Kiev last Friday, I think that's a solid indication as to what he's going to go with or close to that. Whether or not we get like Gay in, for example, you just don't know whether that's going to be done on time. I'm assuming not. I'll just go with not for now, for example, because it's not as, as it stands. Um, I think it's going to be very, very similar to the side that you saw against Kiev, like we said before that game. Um, I think that's what that game was predominantly used for, the last pre-season game of the season, uh, of pre-season, sorry. Um, the only changes I would expect to see would be Yerry Mina. He said in his press conference today that Yerry Mina's back, back fit, which for me is absolutely brilliant news. Anytime that you can get Yerry, Yerry Mina fit and on the pitch and starting games, 
is always a positive and the stats will back that up. So I would expect him to come in for Michael Keane probably and that gives you your strongest on paper back three, centre-backs, him, Godfrey Tarkovsky starting uh, the game and that gives us a really solid footing I think. Uh, I think your, your wing-backs or full-backs, whatever you want to call them, pick themselves, especially with, with Coleman uh, not fit and playing for the under-21s tomorrow night. Um, so it'll be Michael Enko and Patterson. Um, lack of options as it stands in midfield. I think uh, a lot of people were a little bit worried about the possibility of going into Chelsea with Takori and Awobi in the middle. Um, but if, if if I'm reading in, into this press conference correctly, I don't think Alan's going to be ready. I don't think he's got enough minutes in his legs, according to Lampard, to throw him in. Tom Davis is all, also injured. Gomez is out. So we're really, really limited as to options. Um, Deli Ali is out of the equation in midfield because I believe he'll start up front. Uh, I think Lampard all but confirmed that today. Um, and then it's a case of do you start Dwight McNeil? And I think I'm sure you'll agree. Well, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think he did enough against Kiev to show that he, he he's probably going to be an integral part of the Everton side this season, the starting eleven. So I think you've got to fit him in somewhere. And it's, I think it's it's a toss up if you like between Gray and Gordon. Um, who he comes in for, so that that that's what I fully expect to see. I think it'll be the same side that started against Kiev, but with McNeil and Mina coming in for Keane and either Gray or Gordon. That's what I think. What about you? Yeah, I'm really interested, like you say, of Lampard's presser. I think Yerry Mina coming back, like you said, I think the win percentage is, is almost double with him in, in the side. It just shows what actual monster he is. His defending, his aerial capabilities, instantly improve. Everton as a whole, and we win a lot more matches with him in the side. It, it's as simple as that. It, the, the stats don't lie. So I'd like to see him fit and firing with Tarkowski and obviously Godfrey either side of him. I think you're absolutely right again. The wing-backs picked themselves now. Obviously, a shame what's happened to Seamus, but we've known that for a few years now. And Patterson and Mikhailenko have shown in pre-season that they can't play that wing-back role but the conundrum for me, and I'm pretty sure amongst every Evertonian, is like you quite rightly said again, the central midfield partnership. Decore and Awobi, we all know Decore's passing is kind of, let's say, inconsistent to say the least. He, he finds it quite difficult, you know, to break the lines. And he's a lot more better from a, a box-to-box powerhouse than obviously trying to pass the ball 10 to 15 yards. Awobi, has he got, has he got the... The strictness to, to hold his position because, look, he's an attacking-minded player. Predominantly plays like a 10 or on the wing. So it's going to be very interesting. Can these two hold their position, uh, their positional sense to stop the break, stop Chelsea attacking? Because we've seen Kiev in that game last Friday and against Blackpool. Players are getting into these positions and these are players that, no disrespect, but are nowhere near the likes of Mason Mounts, Kai Havertz, players like this who, given half a chance, will punish you. World-class players who, given literally outside of the box, a free shot, Mason Mount scoring quite a lot of them this season. He's obviously improved so much for them. So, Chelsea have got a, a really good squad. They've had a bit of an up-and-down pre-season. I'd be interested to see Deli Ali for me, coming in as that false nine. There's been a lot of discussions and debates on Twitter for me. Obviously, the games I've watched, the minutes I've watched, I think he's predominantly played his best football forever in that free role, dropping in, getting hold of the ball, turning, being given the freedom of the pitch, not having to track back, not having to make tackles, 
Mm-hmm. And he is very good at drifting into the box, like we've seen against Blackpool with his two goals. He, he's one of these players that can be right place, right time. So for me, if we if he can contribute seven, eight goals this season, it's going to take the burden off the likes of Dominic Carver-Lewin, who obviously unfortunately is out for a number of weeks, Damari Gray, Anthony Gordon, because there's not a lot of goals in this side, Lee, for me. I think that's probably the problem we've got. I think defensively, we've improved massively, but we haven't replaced Richarlison's goals yet. On to Chelsea, Lee. What are your thoughts on their squad? And who do you think Everton are going to be looking out for and targeting as their danger men? Well, as always, anytime you face Chelsea in recent years, you know you're going to be up against it, Ben. Um, and although they've added a bit of a table in pre-season, and I, I don't know, I don't know if it's a little bit of mind games from Tuchel uh, in terms of some of the comments he's been coming out with around it being disjointed and they're not ready, they're not ready for the season to start and all of that. We've we've said this quite often. You can't read too much into pre-season, and if you look at their their squad on paper and the players that they've got at their disposal and the rich embarrassment of riches. You're going to be coming up no matter what. Who, when it comes to half five on Saturday night, we're going to be facing a very, very strong side. Um, but we've faced strong Chelsea sides for the last few years and, and we've come out on top because there's other factors that come into play. Obviously, Goodison Park's a tight stadium. The fans are on top of you. The atmosphere, I mean, opening game of the season, half five on a Saturday, tanked up. You know, 30,000 Blues have been in the alehouse probably since 12 o'clock. It's going to be, you know what it's going to be like, Ben? It's going to be, when we've said it a few times, one of those nights or one of those evenings at Goodison, you can just see it. Um, so that evens things out a little bit for me. Uh, home advantage, the fact that a lot of those Chelsea players have been part of these teams that have come to Goodison and lost games when they've been expected to win in recent years. That They, they remember things like that. It's not a happy hunting ground for them. Um, and we know how to make things difficult for opposition. And Goodison especially finds it easy to get up for games where with the underdog, um, you know, and teams are, are coming in and expecting to have a, like a nice, comfortable, easy ride. You're not going to get that at Goodison on Saturday. Um, so although we're not probably ready in terms of how the squad looks, um, I fully expect us to get something from the game on Saturday. But it's going to be difficult. Let's we've got to be on it. The crowd, we can't just keep solely relying on on the Goodison atmosphere all season because that's just not realistic. You're not going to be able to keep up those levels all the way through the season, especially get into when you're getting into the middle and there can be a little bit of a lull. Um, Everton have got to be on it. Everton, the players have got to match the the energy and the application from the crowd. Uh, and it's probably fair to say that Chelsea need to have a little bit of an off day as well if we're going to get three points. Uh, but it's a game that we're capable of get, getting something from. But they've got danger men all over the pitch. I think Mason Mount, uh, Lampard's best mate. Lampard loves him. Um, Cracking player on his day. And he's a threat. Raheem Sterling, I'm still very, very shocked that Man City let him go. I think that's. I think that was a ridiculous uh, decision, if I'm honest. But he's made the decision to go there. And he's instantly, he, he's such a threat. He's a player that's improved since his Liverpool days, since his early Man City days. He's just become a real top-class player. Yes, he misses chances, but you know he, he scores 20-plus goals a season consistently. And he assists. He's dangerous. He's pacey. Um, but the, Chelsea set, tend to pack the midfield um, and they, they play with a, a couple of those false nines historically. Um, and I don't think they'll go with an out-and-out striker purely because they haven't really got those options up there other than Timo Werner, who is 
a little bit out of um, out of favour, and, and hasn't been the success that probably Chelsea expected him to be since they paid so much money for him. But they've got so many attacking options that that burst from midfield. So we've just got to hope that defensively we're switched on. We are positionally aware. Um, and we don't get overrun in midfield. Because I'm, I'm with you. That's the one area that's probably concerning me more than most. Is that central midfield area? Um, purely because we we just haven't got the options in there. Even if, if I dare say, even if everyone was fit, we we just haven't got the options as it stands yet um, to to match Chelsea there. So we're going to have to go a different way around it. Hope Lampard and and his team have been on the training ground this week and coming up with a plan. Uh, to combat Chelsea's threats because there's so many of them and we'll just have to see how it plays out on Saturday uh, but we've done it we've gone into this fixture so many times underdogs before and we've come out on top so it'd be amazing if we could do that again on Saturday and get off to a, a winning start because it, on paper it's quite a tricky start I don't know about you Ben I think I've looked at our first few games and it's probably at home Saturday night R5 if we can get off to a win I think it'll take pressure off the games that, that follow yeah, Saturday, half five, Goodison under the lights, the old lady screaming again for one last season. Like we said, ben, we get... ben, what I was going to ask you, what I was going to ask what? you, I wanted to ask you this one. I touched upon it earlier in the week. Can you believe that, you know, it, all being well, this is our penultimate first game of the season at Goodison Park? You know, and I know how much that place means to you, to everybody else listening to this, to all Evertonians. Can you can you believe that? If you've seen, and we were talking about this the other day, Bramley Mordock, you know, rising up from the ground at a rate of not. I just can't believe how how quickly that steel's going up, and it's just it makes me realise just how little time we have left at Goodison. So does that change anything for you going into the game on Saturday? How are you feeling going to match and all that, and how much of a weapon can Goodison be in these last two seasons? Do you reckon? Well, we've seen, haven't we? Goodison Park under the lights, like I said but earlier. It's it's a special, special place. It's some things happen in that ground where you you literally feel the floor shake. Uh, I can't. It, it, it's too hard to explain in words. It's one of those moments where you've got to be there. And I'm pretty sure, like the international toffees that tune into our podcast, who watch it obviously at like three, four, five o'clock in the morning, can feel it coming through the telly. Can hear the noise. You you, you mention it as a weapon. And on the run-in last season, that ultimately kept us in the Premier League. Nothing else, not the players, not the manager, like everyone else has said, the fans. The fans were absolutely unbelievable. And for me, man of the match last season. But it doesn't stop there. Let's try and build on that momentum. Yes, we're not going to win every game. We know that. We're, we're level-headed blues within this podcast and whoever listens in. And But let's Speak go on it. <laughs> but let, let, let's go at every single team that turns up on that grass uh, who steps foot onto that grass at Goodison Park because every player that comes especially last season who've said when it's in full voice when the Everton Dars shall I say are in full voice giving these players a, a, a huge lift it's not just a 10% a 20% the back end of last season it was 40-50% from what we'd seen earlier on, we knew this the players that the board have gone in over the past few seasons has been a bit disjointed, not working as a unit, and ultimately it's been one massive failure. We know that. But the way the fans united, the way the players united, 
and just thought, you know what, we're going to run through brick walls for this fan base. It was unbelievable. And like you say, I think that the Bramley Moor docks might be even eight months ahead of schedule. I seen a thick picture on Twitter earlier today of the the, the blue wall going up, and mm. it's it's not even got a roof on it. You can see it from streets absolutely miles away. It's going to be special, but look, what a sad, sad day this is going to be when we leave this this magnificent cauldron we've got at Goodison Park. It's going to be one very upsetting day for, for yourself, Lee, for me, for all Blues around the world, and even Blues who haven't experienced Goodison Park in all its glory, who have obviously flown over from all international, all borders of the globe. We've been in Goodison Park, maybe that once or twice, and not fortunate enough to be able to go every week. But to actually experience it, it literally is second to none. We're so lucky to live and support this fantastic football club. And do you know what? If it's the if it's the penultimate year, it is one of them. It's been one hell of a ride. So let's get the win, Lee. What are your thoughts on surrounding Goodison Park and how important can the fans be on Saturday? The fact, listen, opening game of the season. Um, is always a, a big one in terms of the atmosphere. Uh, I'm glad it's not one of those early kickoffs or anything like that. It's it's just it, it it ticks all the boxes in terms of. I sometimes get these gut feelings where I just think I can't see us losing the game. I'm, I wouldn't go as far to say, oh, I reckon we're going to win this quite comfortably because you can't say that. It, it sounds stupid going into a game against Chelsea because they're the almost shoe wins for the top four this season. Um. But you add Goodison Park into the mix, and you know, and it's not a cliche. It's true. It's been proven. There's been ex-managers, ex-players down the years who have commented on it. It's the most ex-Everton players. It's the most difficult place to come as an opposition player when Goodison's at its best, and I've got a feeling it will be at its best on Saturday because the fans are united behind the manager, um, and this time last year. You know, you could say anything, but it was completely different. It was the flip side of the coin to how we're all feeling now. Okay, we haven't got the the strongest squad in the Premier League, but I dare say by the end of the transfer window, I reckon we'll be stronger than how we finished the season last year. Um, so I reckon there's plenty of reasons to go into this season with a little bit more optimism, tinged with with realism as well. I don't think we're going to be uh, knocking on the door of the top six just yet although you absolutely never know. You can't write anything off, but it's unlikely. Um, but I would be very surprised if we were um, ended up with 10 chewed nails um, by the end of, I don't know, March. I think we'll be, we'll be comfortable in mid-table by then. Um, but it's, it's huge. I, I don't even like thinking about Goodison Park not being there anymore. Uh, I hate thinking about it because it's played such a huge part in my life. Um, even when the season's not going and I'm just driving to town or whatever and I'm driving through County Road and you just look down those side streets and you get a you get a little glimpse of, of the ground. Um, to, to think that soon, and, and it is really soon, when you glimpse down those side streets, it, it's just not going to be there. It's quite hard to get your head around because it's something that I've seen all my life and it's given me goosebumps all my life. And an opening day of the season, not walking down one of those side streets and seeing it come into view and then you get onto Goodison Road and you turn around and you see the queue outside the Goodison Supper Bar and people congregated around the um, the scarf and badges, tents and things like that and you you bump into all your mates at the same points around the ground that you've done for so many years. 
the fact that that's not going to happen again is hard to comprehend. But I also think that for this season and for next, it's going to make Goodison even more of a weapon than it has been in the past because people know time's running out. People are going to value the time inside the stadium, are going to want to get the voice heard, are going to want to go, hang on, yeah, you're in opposition coming to Goodison Park for the last time or the penultimate time. No, we don't want you coming out of here with with anything. You know, we, we we're going to be really, really hard to beat at Goodison, I think, and and ultimately, I think that's why we'll be comfortable at the end of this season because our away form's always been patchy in the Premier League era, but at home, I think it can be a real, real weapon this season. I think we'll win a lot of home games. So, hopefully, we start off in that manner um, on Saturday. Um, quietly optimistic that we'll get a result of of sorts. But I just can't wait to get back in, back in that ground. I'll definitely have a big head, um, and whether or not I'll be having a pint before the game will depend a lot on how tomorrow night goes. But if it's like our previous events, then it's you know usually goes the same way, and I'll be rough as anything on Saturday. But either way, cannot wait. Literally can't wait. And it's that time again, ladies and gents. Obviously, it's only myself and Lee tonight, but it's prediction time, Lee. Everton v Chelsea, half five kickoff. What are you thinking? What's your score prediction and why? I think a much more defensively stable Everton, you know, with a with a really good back. I don't know, either either a back four or a back, back six, whichever way you want to put it. Um, will I think we're going to win one nil? I think we'll keep a clean sheet, and I can just see us nicking. I just think the atmosphere, the occasion. I think either the Park End or the Gladys Street will suck one in somehow. Um, and I think we're going to win 1-0. Um, and I, and I, just, I just can't wait. I, I've just got a feeling every, we, we, there's, much more, there's much more of a calmness, much more of a togetherness going into this season. And I think that's going to benefit because I think that can outweigh a lot of the shortcomings that we've got and, and we have evidently got. So that's my opening day prediction. I did get a few right last year. Uh, I definitely did better than you and a couple of the others I, I reckon Ben um, so, but this season could be different you know you could wipe the floor with me in terms of predictions so what is your opening day prediction and how do you think it's going to turn out and why yeah I'm pretty useless at these to be fair I think I got <laughs> one I don't know about 42 last year but now my heart and head are saying two different things as always um, on this one I'm going to go with my head I think uh, only because it's slightly different to what you've said. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw at Goodison Park. I think we will go 1-0 up, but potentially concede later on. That's my gut feeling. Um, fingers crossed we go ahead and win the game. The, the three points will be massive to kickstart the season. Every point is going to be a slog this year. But we literally cannot, or I cannot wait to be back in that ground on Saturday, honestly. But first... We look forward to hearing and seeing you all tomorrow night at our next Beer Keller event, the pre-season event. So once again, Lee, thank you very much for your time tonight. Obviously, you have a lot more podcasts coming over the next couple of weeks. You've been up the wall this week trying to arrange bits and bobs for the event Friday. But what, like I said, we really hope you're enjoying the content, the free content, the paid content, as we said. Whatever we can do to improve your experience, please let us know. So once again, stay safe. Good night, all the very best.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.